Hello, and welcome to episode 74 of the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week, we're talking about Romancing the Stone. Yeah, we're not talking about a movie this week. We're just talking about romancing a stone. stone. We're just like taking out for dinner. Yeah. Um, Basically, how to treat your rock well. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, so <laughs> rock dating advice. Yeah. <laughs> um. So romancing the stone was released in March of 1984. Um. So we're taking a break from 1986 here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing it's the 32nd anniversary. Yeah. Rolling back just a little bit. Um, it was uh, written by Diane Thomas and directed by Robert Zemeckis, um, produced by Michael Douglas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and starring Michael Douglas. Um, so yeah, um, it had kind of an interesting background of this because um, Diane Thomas, uh, who wrote the original screenplay, um, there was some further work done on it by yeah. you know like Hollywood, you know. Uh, of screenwriters and stuff like that, like like with most movies, but the 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 the, the main bulk of it, like the actual original screenplay, um, yeah. So Diane Thomas was actually like a well, she'd done sort of various jobs, but she was working at a wait as a waitress and basically working on the screenplay in like her spare time. And um, there's a there's and, your there's your uh, your Hollywood story right there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very it's a very kind of classic. And um, but uh, what happened was um, she sold this script, um, and uh, there's actually a sequel to this movie because it did really well, and they kind of rushed they rushed, they rushed the kind of rushed into the sequel, and, it, and the sequel actually came out like the next year. And uh, by that point. Um, Diane Thomas was already because of the success of this movie, she'd gotten jobs to work on other like scripts for other movies, mm-hmm. and so she was actually busy and unable to write the sequel to the movie that she herself originated the script for. Yeah, um, that got her other jobs in the first place, and then um, very sadly, um, she actually died in a car accident that that year, like in '85. So before anything else could get made, yeah. so she never did end up doing anything else. So. Um, the the sequel um, Jewel and Nile like mm-hmm. have like a dedication uh, to her as well as uh, some other people because there uh, a couple a couple of people died like there was an accident like in location oh, geez. M- you know moving around location or something like that and so there was like but yeah so it was kind of a weird sort of backstory but but yeah at the time so then this was made um, and uh, like I said uh, Michael Douglas was star and producer um and i mean he had done a bunch of producing already um he produced well he, he his his breakthrough as a pretty well his first like movie that he produced i think was um one flew over the cuckoo's nest mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. a big hit and so that and and he wasn't in that so that <laughs> sort of was his entry point into yeah. being a producer rather than just an actor um, and then he produced a fair amount of stuff in like the eighties and nineties, um, and then not too much in the last while, since like the early two thousands. He hasn't really done much uh, producing, but at the time, 
you know, it was a big thing. And um, so, you know, he, he got this going, obviously. And uh, it's actually this movie, because um, it was a big success. Um, this movie is actually um, what we have to thank for, well, pretty much Robert Zemeckis' whole career, but mm-hmm. especially for Back to the Future, because yeah, exactly, he, he, yeah. couldn't, he couldn't get that going. And then uh, this movie was a, was a hit, and so it basically finally gave him, like, the clout to actually make that happen so that's cool um so yeah um this movie came along uh it was very much a part of that sort of um uh the trend of sort of um adventure movies that got going with after Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah um, this is, I really liked it yeah and <laughs> and what I think is interesting because there was a lot of other movies that came out of that trend as a result of that uh, much like with Star Wars, like when that was successful, exactly. it led to a bunch of movies that were kind of, you know, trying to trying to riff off of that. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things I think, just sort of watching it and thinking about it, that I think made this one successful in its own right, and still kind of um, that people still like it because um, it's quite highly rated as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, is I think that um, a lot of the other movies that tried to sort of go off of that Raiders trend... Well, they tried to imitate it too they, close. Exactly. And yeah. this one, I, I thought what was interesting is that rather than being that kind of um, pa- past setting, it's a very contemporary... Mm. It, it, it feels a lot more like an 80s movie, yeah. even it, though... It, very much, yeah. Even though that sort of adventure in a you know, in a, in a exotic land kind of aspect is, is kind of based off of the sort of Raiders kind of mold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very contemporary eighties kind of movie. Yeah. Um, it's a little, you know, a little, little more raunchy, like the humor and stuff. And, you know, um, especially like Soundtrack, Michael, Doug- Michael Douglas's character, especially well, he plays, a, he plays he's, a bit of a crude, he's, kind of he's very crude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nothing extreme. It's nothing like really gross. It's just, he's yeah, just, yeah. you know, it's kind of a crude guy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and uh, too much, a little less, a little less heroic, maybe than what you would expect yeah. from a lot of these kind of heroes. You know, like he's he's a little more mercenary. Like he he only kind of basically yeah, he's definitely, yeah. he only gets involved with this initially because for the money. Yeah, well, because he's actually um, he's a he's a like a exotic bird like smuggler basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's his his latest endeavor to make a yeah, quick yeah. Buck anyway. And, and so <laughs> in the course of the story, when he's introduced in the story. Um, his his sort of shipment of birds has been like ruined. Yeah. So well, yeah, the the bus that, that yeah uh, uh, yeah uh, Kathleen Turner's on actually so we'll, drives we'll into to, it. We'll yeah. get to that in a second. But but what's interesting is that um you know it's basically like the offer of money uh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. only thing that actually gets him interested, mm. which is very contrary to something like you know like an Indiana Jones kind of thing where it's more about you know like the no the noble cause of yeah. like you know finding the treasure for 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 mm. the sake of history and. Uh, yeah. He he's much more of a a a scoundrel Han yeah. Solo type character yeah. than a than, yeah. than a than the Indiana Jones style yeah, character. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and much like with you know with with the Han Solo type, he he kind of you see a little bit more. You get character development. Good aspect come yeah. out in him as the yeah. thing continues on, and and you you know he's not just a total. Um, but um, uh. He's not irredeemable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, of course not. Which is, I think, the thing with like sort of his character, and then so, like some of the other stuff that you've already mentioned about the yeah. movie, the, the, the more of the '80s feel and the modern day. I think it it's 
while it it definitely like sort of falls into that category of movies from that you know Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. style. I think like like maybe it's like maybe more by fluke yeah. that it follows that. Well, like, it, it should be it should be noted. It was not yeah. written as oh yeah like, no a it should be noted. It, it was just written It was written prior yeah, to yeah. Raiders coming yeah. coming along. It was just that getting actually made and mm. getting put out there and getting marketed time wise it was it, yeah. sort of part of that yeah. it was I mean, part it of that trend it didn't hurt that it came out just after it yeah that's like it was it part it was sort of part of that trend that that drive to to make more movies like that mm-hmm. um so basically um the other thing that's interesting about it is um also that you, the sort of the, the main kind of protag like sort of point of view character that we're following is not sort of like the leading man hero no. character. Yeah. It's actually like the female character who would normally be kind of like the love interest or something. Mm-hmm. And it's um Kathleen Turner's character. Joan Wilder. Yeah, Joan Joan Wilder. <laughs> so she's like um but but what's interesting is is like that she's the one that we meet first. Yeah. You know, the the story is following her journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than sort of her just kind of showing up as like a love interest halfway through, like yeah. you usually get in these kind of movies, um, and so she plays like basically like an adventure romance novelist. Yeah, um, just sort of like a step above like Harlequin novel kind of. Yeah, I mean similar kind of thing, but kind of with that adventure yeah. kind yeah. of bent. Um, and she basically is just kind of very lonely and kind of like lovelorn, lives alone in her like. Well, you know, she's got like all of her like well, successful just... books and like awards and stuff, yeah. but it's like this tiny little like dingy apartment. Well, it's I, I, now I'm I'm drawing a slight yeah. blank here, but uh, she's a widow, right? Um, because I, I... there's pictures of her and a guy on the mantle, but no, the 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 thing with that I think was with because it was like her sister oh, okay. and her sister's husband I think okay okay I don't remember uh, anything yeah, about yeah, her being yeah. okay okay I, uh, I think yeah. it was, she's, she's got her cat yeah and she Romeo. does basically just yeah. her cat yeah. um, that she talks to and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so she's just she's very kind of like lonely and just very kind of her and, publisher keeps trying to hook her up with well and that's the thing like there's a scene early on where she goes to like have you know lunch with the publisher and give her the new book and stuff yeah. that she just finished and it's always this thing of like, well, there's no guys that measure up to the sort of image in her mind of like her romantic hero exactly. from yeah, her yeah. books, and that's sort of what she's always comparing it to in her head. And, and she's like written her, her like her her books have written herself into into a yeah, position it's like where, her yeah. sort of perfect man. And so, um, and then uh, so basically, um, her sister uh, has been in Colombia, or her sister's with her husband in Colombia, yeah, um, and. Uh, the husband has been uh, murdered. Yeah. Um, and then Joan receives in the mail, like a package that was sent by her sister's husband yeah, before, before he died yeah. or before he was killed. Um, as sort of a mysterious thing. And so what it is, is, I mean, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a map, it's like a treasure map basically. And it's all about, you know, there's this thing. Um, so then we get to, there's the, um, the the two and the the two cousins that are antiquities smugglers, yeah, yeah. Um, Ralph and Ira, Ralph and Ira, and Ralph is is of course Danny DeVito's character is yeah. pretty well known from this movie. Um, he comes back for the sequel as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Ira plays um, Zach Norman. Yeah, who is uh, I I he, recognized him, but I don't know. He was kind of big in the eighties, yeah. and then that was it. I definitely recognized yeah. him. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, he's always going on about the about the alligators. Yeah. Um, look at those snappers. Yeah, look at those snappers. Yeah, he's just talking about alligators all the time. Um, but basically, they, I guess, essentially, they kidnap the the sister, mm-hmm. and they are gonna because they need the treasure map, obviously. Yeah. So they kidnap the sister so that they can use her leverage to get Joan to bring them the map because mm-hmm. they now know that Joan has has the map because they got sent there. Um, and what's funny is is that those guys are not even the actual villains of the movie. No. The actual villain is this other guy who's uh was it C- Colonel Zolo or something like that? Yeah, Zolo. And he's like this like crazy like sci- psycho. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like oh. from yeah because he's from like the military police or whatever in Colombia. Mm-hmm. But he's like this total psycho, and he's the one who actually killed the husband, the yeah. the, the sister's husband. Oh, he's not a secret, yeah, secret police, and yeah, and yeah, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, like, and so he's like the real evil bad guy sort of thing, um, and so he's after he's after everybody, um, and like Ralph and Ira are like like they're criminals, but they're not really they're smugglers. Yeah, like, they're yeah, like yeah. smugglers. They don't really want to have anything to do with all this like, you know, with killing or well, like it, anything they're, really they're all nasty. about like, oh, the next big score yeah. is like, then we can retire. Yeah. And like, it just, they never get there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know, so there's a little bit of, I mean, a little bit of comic relief there, although they are sort of like, you know, they're, 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 they're bad guys kind of, but they're also, you know, they're not really, they're, I will say like, vaguely threatening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, like, um, so of course, <laughs> easily jo- duped. Yeah, so of course, like the they have the sister call Joan. Yeah. She comes to Columbia, and of course, she's super like unadventurous and completely. Like, she has no idea. She has no idea what yeah. what she's getting into. But she's like, but you know, she's very you know, she cares about her sister. She wants mm-hmm. to save her sister, um, and and she you know puts all that stuff you know. Uh, I think there's like a scene where the her publisher is just like you know you know you're afraid of flying you're afraid of this you're afraid of that afraid of that afraid of that and it's just like you know she and you know to credit as a character you know although she's not sort of a conventionally like strong character mm-hmm. you know to the credit of the character she does sort of push that aside and say like well you know I I have to save my sister so she does go um, and then there's all this stuff about like uh, Zolo tricks her onto like the wrong bus oh you know, yeah because she's supposed to get this certain bus to get to the like rendezvous yeah, yeah. with this with the cousins um so she gets on the wrong bus and then there's like a whole well she's supposed to go down the coast and she ends yeah. up like way in the interior on the interior yeah. and there's a whole kerfuffle <laughs> with the bus which is then that's what leads to michael yeah. douglas's characters yeah. jack colton jack t colton um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah of course get that uh, middle initial yeah there. so he shows up and you know we've already pretty much covered what he's all about so mm. So Joan basically offers him money yeah. to help her out. Um, and traveler's checks. Yep. Yeah, just as much as and he's gotten traveler's checks. And then the, you know, the and whole, like, and, even, and, then and just, just an initial, like, you know. The setup? The setup there with, with her, you know, she arrives in Columbia, and she's like, she's not, like, wearing, she's got high heels. Yeah, and yeah. She's just not. Yeah. Like, There's a scene where they joke about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Those are her, Italian. In her suitcase. the heels off. In her suitcase. Yeah. It's just, like, nothing. It's nothing just, like, a bunch of, like, useless. Yeah, he, she didn't even bring an umbrella yeah, to, yeah. like, you know, and with the, the rainforest. And she's got the heels. And he takes his machete yeah. and cuts it. Those were Italian. Now they're practical. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot it's, of great it's lines very like quite, that. Yeah, it's one of those, like, yeah, just, like, like good line after good line, like, very... 
The Doobie Brothers broke up? No, yeah. Did we How long this? have you been down here? <laughs> he just keeps looking at the newspaper, trying to figure out the date yeah. when they find the, uh, yeah, that old airplane. Yeah. The, the, the Grateful Dead guy. <laughs> dead, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, but anyways, what I was trying to get at was what I find really interesting about this movie is just that, the way that it kind of twists those expectations of, like, where, you know, you think, like, oh, yeah, Ira and Ralph are sort of, like, the villains, but they're not, you know, it's like, they're they're kind of villainy, but yeah. they're really not that much of a threat, they're really yeah. just kind of, they, they just want their money, yeah, yeah. you know, and, well, I mean, or not even their money, yeah. they just want... They're whatever, you know. I mean, they're definitely bad guys. Like, they're yeah. gonna, you know, they're going to kill, uh, you know, his sister. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, they threaten do, it, do but they're not going to get any. killed her sister's husband? Yeah, it, it was definitely Zolo. It was definitely Zolo. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. That's right. I, I, I so Zolo remember. was, like, the evil, like, yeah. bad guy. And so I think like, that's really... It wasn't Ira and... And, uh, and they're not related either, right? No. Like, often in a movie, you'll have, like, bad the guys, main so. bad guy, and then you'll have, like, maybe some, like, some, like, hench bad guys that kind of go out and do their dirty work and stuff like that until sort of the the big climax of the end or whatever. But it's, yeah. like, in this one, it's, like, it's always, like, Zolo and then, like, all, like, the military, like, um, like, the 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 military police kind of secret yeah. police guys that he has under his command. Like, mm-hmm. there's all them, and then there's, like, the whole Iron Ralph thing. And it's, like, a separate thing, but kind of happening at the same time and all intertwined. Yeah. Which is really well, interesting. Which, which allows for, like, the great, like, three-way mashup right at the yeah. end where they all meet together yeah. and it turns into... And, and then, like, you have other weird things, like, in what other movie would there be a drug lord character oh, Juan. that ends up not only being, like, not a bad guy, <laughs> no. but he, like, he's, like, comic relief. Oh, it, he, it, it, he, like, it, helps. Because it, it's borderline absurd. Yeah. Like, oh, it's totally it's absurd. Because they... Cause, oh. Who told you I had a car? Yeah. Oh, the kid. It's my Pepe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this juiced up monster the big, truck. The big truck. And it, yeah, because like they get to this village and and it's like you know they're you, trying. It's to... like seems like it's like super like super threatening guys well, in the village. Yeah, because it's like a well, it is. It's like a drug lord village yeah. and. And and they they like meet Juan and he's got like his big estate and everything. Yeah, yeah. He's the drug lord, yeah. but it turns out he's a big fan of Jones books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like just wow, like that was convenient. Yeah, yeah. But he's hilarious. Well, the whole town is a fan of her books. But he's hilarious. I and... mean, they they they. It's a good payoff because um, in the bar scene, the lunch bar scene with her publisher at the beginning, uh, when she tells her she's going to go to Columbia. She's like, what do you know about Columbia? Your books sell great there. But other than that, you know nothing about Columbia. Oh, I miss that. Yeah. And so, like, well, the now we know he's buying them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, and then, like, Juan, like, helps them out and stuff. And it's such a bizarre thing because I'm like, wait, he is a drug lord. Yeah. Like, in any other movie, he would be the bad guy, you know? But he's, like, uh, he's like a, a one-off the only, comic relief the only ally character like, in this movie. non-criminal, like, kind of person in this or the people in this are like Joan and her sister. Yeah. Like everyone else is kind of like, yeah, yeah. Cause even Jack is even like Jack's, pretty yeah, questionable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. technically he is a criminal with yeah, this yeah. smuggling bird, birds, the birds yeah, and all yeah, that, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So I thought that that, like, I, I would say like this, seeing this again, it's been a very, very long time. Mm. And it's not one I ever was really deeply into. Like, it's not one of those eighties movies that like ever really, grabbed on for me um and seeing it again now like i still sort of feel that way like it's not it's not a favorite like it, uh-huh. it's it's good but mm. i wouldn't personally rate it as high as what what it has been and i wouldn't consider it like a super big classic or anything um so 
it didn't make me sort of rethink like, oh, all these years where I've never really put much uh, thought to it. It didn't make me rethink that or anything, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that it it did break out of those kind of like maybe that is just what people like about it is that it does break out of like a lot of those like tropes like yeah. it takes them and it kind of turns them on their side a bit uh, which is cool um because you know you're so used to them just seeing them being being just kind of mm. done like the way they're always done and so being kind of off kilter like it is yeah and doing things doing everything a bit differently that's cool yeah. you know like i it wasn't like i didn't like I wasn't blown away by it, but I like that that that's what they did, and I think that that really is what kind of went a long way to distinguishing it from all the other movies that were part of that trend. Yeah, that tended to just kind of be Indiana Jones ripoffs. Yeah, and it's definitely Often not. Like, it's absolutely not that, yeah. but it just you can see where it's part of that trend. Like it was made because of that, mm-hmm. but it's not an Indiana Jones ripoff at all, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh... Uh, I, I'm similar mode as you. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. Probably, probably between eight and ten years I've seen this movie. Um, long term, though, a little bit different. Like I saw this movie probably not too long after it first came out, and watched it both it and its sequel, Jewel Nile, many times when I was young. Yeah, it was one of those like if it, on like TV, go-tos. even like if it's like halfway through on TV, I just just watch. I remember it, it being on TV a lot. Oh, yeah, it definitely both it and Joel and I were on TV yeah. all the time. Well, I think it was one of those ones because like there's not too much strong language on it. There's not too. It was well, like easily censored no. for television and yeah, um, and yeah, and it, so I I've except probably it, seen this movie a dozen times. Except it definitely has a bit of that, especially towards the end. It definitely has a bit of that like Indiana Jones esque like grotesqueness like, oh, like the violence like, like it actually little... gets like quite violent oh, towards well, the, the end there especially like, like uh like when Zola gets his hand bit off yeah and it's just like oh jesus and yeah. it's just like but it's that thing where it's like it's really violent but it's still somehow kind mm. of like eh, it's still innocent somehow yeah, there, you know it's it has that indiana light, jones kind of the whole movie has this lightheartedness to it, which I think is actually maybe one of those things that does bring it a little like uh, it's the same. It is that sort of like uh, Indiana Jones movies have yeah, that feeling yeah. too, where like no matter how big or high the stakes yeah, are, yeah, like it's macabre, it's, but it's a, you know, yeah, there's kind of like a I don't say like a almost like a whimsicalness to yeah. the to the to the yeah. to it that keeps it you from like being too from being too much anyway. Yeah, like there's a funny. Or I agree, whatever. and and and. That can be, that's a good thing, but it can also be somewhat, like, distancing a little bit because it's a bit, it makes everything kind of a bit kind of fluffy and, like, it's it's hard to really kind of connect to it on a deep level Mm. because you're just like, ah, it's like, it's so light, nothing really matters, it's hard to... I mean, it's one of those, like, you know Joan and Jack are going to get out of this, like, it's it's sort of more, um, like, you know they're going to be okay, but like plot wise you know they're searching for the stone they find the stone they lose the stone yeah you know where is that gonna end up yeah. is it going to be like oh like they're gonna be is it gonna be the story where like oh the stone it was it was the between the two of them all along and the stone didn't matter yeah or or is the stone what, what's gonna just kind of gonna divide them at the end yeah or you know how how is that all gonna how is the plot gonna resolve while you just get to ride along with the characters yeah um yeah, no, Which, I mean, uh, it was it was I enjoyable. Was, I, was, I was very surprised how much I remembered of it, considering it's been a while since yeah. I've seen it. And um, oddly enough, though, the the, all the, the whole part with uh, the the drug dealer Juan and all that, 
I thought that was from the second movie. Okay. Um, but, uh, and then do, doing some research, like, oh, no, there was a character like him in the second movie. Um, which is definitely the second movie not as well received. No, well... A different... Well, Robert Zemeckis didn't direct no, it. No, he was busy. He would have been already doing... He was doing that. Back uh, to the Future, uh, Diane point. didn't write it. Like, it, yeah. it's just like a... Same actors. They only did it... Completely different crew. Yeah, apparently, Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas only did it because of, like, contractual obligation. Yeah. And, uh... That's, that's, even, that's even worse, yeah. And, like I said before, it was quite rushed... Mm-hmm. They they got they like rush it right out like the very next year, um, and that's a hell of a turnaround. Yeah, and uh, they had um, like it was, um, it was directed by Louis Teague. Yeah, who um, who like if you look at, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say anything against them because obviously, um, you know. He, he made movies and yeah. you know who am I to say but I mean if you look at like his his filmography it's not the most impressive I mean I think the, probably the thing that stands out the most is he did like the uh, the the Stephen King adaptation Cujo Cujo yeah yeah maybe Navy Seals that was that was an over alright movie <laughs> but like yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean if that's kind of what we're talking about is like the highlights yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so to go from like somebody like Zemeckis who I mean we know what kind of career he's had um, and apparently there was a problem a lot of problems with like he basically he just couldn't handle like doing like the action and they got like way behind schedule and it was only like Michael Douglas's like you know producing that actually uh, producing efforts that kept them like from going completely off the rails and like they they were still they still finished like late but mm. not as late as they would have otherwise um because he really kind of knuckled down and was like we got to get this finished um but yeah there was all kinds of problems with like not being able to you know like there's um one of the stories that I read on the thing about it was like uh they spent all day like setting up like really a really complicated like sequence and stuff like that and then uh like nobody put film in the camera oh. or something like well, yeah just wow. stuff like that right oh, which yeah. is just cannot happen on 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 productions yeah. like that so it seems like the sequel is just cursed from the start yeah. um still made a bunch of money in the theater though still did very well it actually like, made more, more than, than the, the first movie not so unusual it got but... a bit of a spider-man 3 there yeah, where yeah. it's like much more poorly received mm-hmm. but it actually made more than the previous yeah. one because it was feeding off of probably for the best they like nobody like they didn't push to make a third well they, they <laughs> I mean, i'm sure they wanted to but... well they were all sort of planned like they were gonna do that and they were gonna make it more of an ongoing um an ongoing series um but because of how the the disaster of how the the second one turned out yeah um despite the fact that they made a lot of money they realized that like well but with the re- with the reception to that one that's not gonna happen a third time you know, so they realized that they cut their losses while they yeah. could, and, and they didn't continue hey, it's on. It's not too late. Um, Everybody involved is still alive. It's yeah. not too late. Well, if they can make another Indiana Jones with uh, yeah. with uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford in his seventies, then yeah. I guess they can make a uh, they oh. can make a Romancing the Stone with with Michael Douglas in his seventies. Yeah, sure. I don't know if he'd really be down with it though. Yeah, I don't think he'd be into that right now. He's kind of in a different phase in his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> They did do uh, uh, Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas, and um, 
uh, and um, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito yeah. actually reunited uh, a number of years later, and they made that um, War of the Roses, War of the Roses, yeah, movie, which was uh, quite successful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that was actually good. directed yeah. by Danny DeVito, Dan, so yeah. like he actually actively gathered them together and said like, hey, like the mm-hmm. three of us should work together again because that was awesome, kind of thing. So that that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, he's definitely one of those. Uh, he's like. From a from somebody who was basically like a like started as a novelty character on Taxi, yeah, like he has done amazing for himself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, he's a great actor. He's oh, yeah. directed films. Directed, he's produced written, films. Produced he's written stuff. stuff. Yeah, he's you know? he's amazing. Um, he's great in this too. Oh yeah, yeah. he's he's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's not just. It was weird I mean, seeing him. Like it's been a while since I've seen him. Obviously, young, yeah. So. He looks really young. <laughs> yeah. He looks really young. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Which is crazy, because um, he was not that young even then, um, and uh, I mean even even Michael Douglas is like you know he's like forty in this, yeah. But it looks young compared to what we're used to now. Um, but I guess you know, man, forty is pretty young, you yeah. know, especially these days, you know, because we're getting close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so forty's starting to look a lot younger. Yeah. Um, Hollywood forty's different too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, depends on the actor. Well, but. I mean, this was a bit of a resurgence for Michael Douglas as mm-hmm. like a leading man because yep. after this, he did a lot more stuff, and he had been kind of like waning a bit, waning on a bit. Well, you know, like you said, he'd been more into produ- production. At this yeah, point. yeah. Which if you considering, you think, oh, like Michael Douglas, like from all those like eighties and nineties movies. It's like no, he had like a huge career before that. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he was on uh, Streets of San Francisco, Francisco that yeah. show in the seventies. Uh, that's where he started out. Um, yeah, and then he just, like, this was kind of what established him as a big leading, like, mm-hmm. film actor, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then, of course, he had, like, a huge career, like, in the 90s. And yeah. So, like, he was, he did so many movies in the 90s. He was, like, a major leading man in the 90s. Mm. Um, but that's the funny thing is, is, like, he was, like, 40 here. So, like, in, like, the 90s. He was in his 50s. Like, he was he late was, 40s into his 50s, 50s in, like, yeah. the 90s when he was big. Yeah. Uh, which is, is interesting. Um, but you know, you never really think of it that way because no. you just think like Michael Lowe's, that's what he looks like, you know, that's yeah. what he was always like. Um, so, but I mean, I guess it's kind of like that now where you, you get into, you know, you think like people that are the big stars of now, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp yeah. and like all yeah. those guys are in their fifties now, yeah. the early fifties oh. now. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Again, um, Hollywood fifties. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, apparently, um, there was some. Um, uh, the other kind of thing on this was like uh, Kathleen Turner apparently um, didn't get along too well with Ro- Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, that's that's um, one of the big things I read. That which they kind of seemed to. She have, didn't understand his directing style. At yeah, all like they just sort of clashed, and and but interestingly, I guess they kind of uh, worked things out because, um, of course. Um, quite famously, uh, she was the voice of Jessica Rabbit yeah. in, in in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, mm-hmm. which um, Zemeckis did a few years 80... later, eighty eight, eighty eight, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I guess either either they they worked it out or or it was just a matter of you know he just mm-hmm. respected her talents or whatever, and yeah. it didn't matter that they didn't get along or yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's it seemed more like it wasn't like a. a... It, it, just from things it wasn't like they it wasn't so much a personality yeah like hating each other no no it wasn't it was so just, much a personality it was more just like a, just like you know, just yeah. not quite it was, it, clicking it made it hard to work to, it was yeah. like they, she, she didn't understand his directing style so it yeah, made it hard to sort of not, and, not and quite not quite clicking didn't, I guess he didn't uh, you know 
Um, but uh, there's, I, I, I actually, that led me to read a, a few stories with a, a few people that, uh, over the years of, of Robert Zemeckis, uh, oh yeah, stuff, well, that, that had trouble like that doesn't surprise trouble me. like understanding like where he where, where he was trying to go. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise but, me. I mean, uh, it happens. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's he directed a tough job, right? You know, uh, trying to get a whole group of people all on the same page, and you got different acting styles and yeah. different. Well, and know, especially if you have like a strong like somebody like that that has like a very strong sense of like how things how they want things done yeah, yeah. like their their end you vision know. is very clear and yeah and and so it's mm-hmm. you know but yeah so but yeah yeah and then thanks to the again yeah, thanks to the 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 amazing reception this film got it allowed him to do uh yeah yeah well back to the future, back to the future right because well, that was he was shopping around back to the future but right. nobody wanted yeah, to take it because he was nobody the, the original script for back to the future was done i think as far back as like 82 Jeez. um but nobody would take it because mm-hmm. everything that Zemeckis had done up to that point had been f- like a flop. Like yeah. the first mo- film he, he made, like that he wrote and directed, well, with 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 um, oh, excuse me, with Bob Gale. That's right. Who yeah. was his like creative partner at the time? Um, they had done "I Want to Hold Your Hand" mm-hmm. was the first one, flopped. They did uh, "Used Cars," which flopped, um, and "Used Cars" which is too bad actually. I like both of those movies. Used car, well, you, well, both to some degree, but especially used cars is like yeah. a huge cult favorite. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, it has massive fan base, but um, but it flopped when it came out. Uh, and then they were hired by Steven Spielberg to write. Um, what was it? Nineteen forty-one or whatever it was called. Is that what it's called? Nineteen forty-one. Yeah, yeah. And that became Spielberg's first flop. You know. Uh, well, by his standards, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, though, cult following on that and. Uh, and so they were pretty much like, you know, they, they, they couldn't get anything because everything they'd done had been unsuccessful um, to that point. Right, yeah. I want to hold your hand. That was Nancy Allen. Yeah. Yeah, pre-Robocop. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, so... So, I mean, we pretty much have, you know, especially Back to the Future, to th- you know, this to thank for Back to the Future, but this to thank pretty much for Zemeckis' whole career, and he's done a lot of great films, so... Yeah. You know, yeah. Like everything from, you know, there's that, and then Roger Rabbit, and the Back to the Future sequels, and Forrest Gump, Gump and, and yeah. you know, just tons of great stuff. It, it is it is really too bad that the sequel... Well, yeah, I, guess. I mean, in an alternate, Which, in an alternate reality... You know, Diane Thomas wrote, got to write the sequel. Yeah. Zemeckis directed, directed the sequel. The, the actors all came back. It was a great movie. Back to the Future you know. came out in 1987. Well, <laughs> and that's the problem is that if you changed anything, Back to the Future probably wouldn't have happened. Admittedly, so. it is one of those. It probably things worked like out best that it was the, the way it was. Turnaround time, on other than Diane Thomas him dying, finishing which is Romancing sad. the Stone. Yeah, it coming out, getting great reception, and then within a like by the time it had gotten great reception. And like, okay, he's somebody we can trust to do another movie. Yeah, he managed to film all of Back to the Future. And, well, like he managed to do Back to the Future. Like he was already working on Back to the Future because. Yeah. Oh no, no no! Because Back to the Future was filmed like in late '84. '84, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, yeah, it like, was pretty they, quick. They were already like 
banking on... Well, apparently when the the studio first... Like, the, like the studio impression of Romancing the Stone was yeah. enough for them to, to bank yeah. on Back well, to the Future. Well, apparently the studio, when the first footage and stuff was coming out mm. for Romancing was, the Stone when they were yeah. shooting it, apparently the studio hated it. Oh, really? And he actually, um, he was lined up to direct Cocoon, and they oh. apparently, like, they fired, they fired him, apparently, from doing that because they thought that the stuff coming out for Romance Stone looked terrible. Oh no! And that he was going to be—it was oh. going to be another flop. Oh no! So again, I mean, I mean dodge the bullet, them, dodge guess, the but... bullet there because you know again that would have interfered with doing Back in the Future. So everything worked out for the best. Yeah. Like I say, other than Diane Thomas dying in the car accident, which is yeah. really sad, you know. Um, other than that, I think things worked out for the best ultimately because well, he just got in the time machine, went back, and yeah. manipulated things so I, that they were. I, I don't know why he didn't save Diane Thomas, yeah, but I, I feel like it worked out for the best ultimately. Yeah. Other than that, because you know we got you know they were able to go to Back to the Future that worked out well, yeah. and I mean you know okay you know it wouldn't be nice if the if the uh, if the sequel to uh, this movie was better, but you know what like. It was a bit doomed anyways because of how they were rushing it. Yeah. If they had waited a couple of years, it could have they could have made it yeah. still and it would probably would have been a lot better, but yeah. they didn't. So that's one of those it happens. Yeah. You know, they they really shouldn't have rushed it. But yeah, but uh no, it's a nice uh it's it's a, it's a it's a good movie to go back and and uh, view from the 80s. Uh yep. you know, set, it sets itself a little bit apart from other films of that time. Yeah. But also at the same time is very recognizable from yeah. the 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 it's, style of the film exactly. to the which the, I think the, is I mean, the good thing about just, it. I mean all the the, the clothes even though they're in Columbia like the clothes that people wear. Yeah. The soundtrack is synth all over the place, <laughs> you know. Uh Yeah. In that, yeah, uh, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's a good fun. It's a good. It's a nice, good fun movie. I hadn't. Uh, the funny thing is, is I like I hadn't really thought about it um, too much, um, and uh, we were gonna do something else this week. Yeah, which no. which we'll get to. Yeah, because um, we will still do that. Mm-hmm. But um, just that one night, just you mentioned like, oh, I'm, we're watching *Romance of the Stone*, and I yeah. was like, oh, it's like, wait a minute. Maybe we should do that yeah, because yeah. I kind of would like to watch that. And, and we don't do comedies too often, too. So yeah, you know, it, it, you know popping them in when we can. So uh, so yeah. So I was like, yeah, we should just do that then. Um, so I'm glad you know it was a bit of a happenstance there, yeah. and it happened to come up, and that you know. And then I was like, oh, cool. So I'm glad because you know, revisit it. You know, it, it, like I said, it'd been a long time, and I would have mm-hmm. been curious about like, oh, what was it actually like? And it's like, well, now I now I now I know because I've seen it again. So, and yeah. you know, like I say, it's still definitely not like a big favorite. It's not something I think that I would watch again anytime soon. Um, but you know, hmm. well, I give it give it uh, yeah. a little while longer. I mean, I probably haven't seen it in like twenty years. So, oh, yeah. so I mean, like. You know, I may I might watch it again in in ten years. Let's say. <laughs> uh, I, it, I feel it's one of those movies. It's an easy recommend. Yeah. If somebody goes, oh, should I watch this? Or yeah. you know, or is looking for like that style well, of film, you're like, okay, easy watch. Here you go. Check. And this I think out. maybe part of my thing of of bumping it down a notch, mm. like not sort of putting it like at you know like, like wow, great movie, um, is like the year it came out. It came out in eighty four. Yeah. That, as I've noticed in looking at lists for our impending uh, 80s top oh, fives, yeah. 84 was an insane movie oh, year. It oh. is. It has to be one of the best movie yeah. years of all time. 
like a huge it's really chunk good that where we were putting the split on yeah our, a huge yeah. chunk of my 80s list yeah or because we're doing it in two parts two so we're parts, doing like yeah. early, like first half of the 80s second half yeah. of the 80s my first half of the 80s a lot of the stuff on my list is from 84 yeah, yeah. because it was just so good. It, like it's, we'll get to that obviously when we get to that yeah. episode, but Holy crap. I didn't even realize how many great films are from that one year. Yeah. No, so, it's, uh... so in that company, unfortunately like this one seems to kind of fall down the list a little bit, but like in any other year, I'm sure it would be. <laughs> uh, the much the 80s are, are, are peppered with those like 84 is great. Yeah. 86 is great. I think it's either 88 or 89 is another year that 86 is good, is, as we've noticed, because we've done a lot of 86 movies this year. Yeah. But, like, we'll, we'll, well get to it. We'll get to it. 86, but 84 is crazy. 86 just has some, like, like super well-known Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Probably more than just an overall. Yeah, it for just sure. Has, like, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, 86 is great. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But um, 84 is just... I mean, 85 is good, too. They're all good. Like, they mm. all have their good... 87 is good. Yeah. But, like... It, just the sheer number of like crazy over the line classics. I haven't started messing with that my R80s list yet, but I, I'm I'm like it's gonna be tough. It's yeah. gonna be tough. Um, yeah, it yeah. will, but it will be fun. Yeah. So, but that's in six episodes. Yeah. In one episode next next week. Yeah. Next week, uh, for episode seventy five. Yeah. Our top five. We're doing top five Tom Cruise films. Yeah. So. This is something that we talked about a little while ago about the idea of doing um, well, breaking a top, from genre, a, a top too. five based on like a specific person, like actor or whatever. Um, and it, I, it, sorry, just to quickly yeah, interrupt, yeah. I was just thinking so with the to- doing the doing the uh, the top five Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, and then seeing Rancing Stone, I was like, oh, maybe top five Michael Douglas films. Mm. <laughs> it's a possibility, yeah. Especially like I say, like he did so much, so much stuff in the nineties. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But um the reason I thought Tom Cruise would be a good choice is because, I mean, he's not either of our favorite actor or anything no, like that, no. but I thought it would be a good choice because he's done a lot of movies. Yeah. Huge, huge. Like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and Library. he's done like every genre mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, so, and, and so you get, has he voiced a character in an animated film? I think that may be the only thing he hasn't I done. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but, um, so so you get that good variety yeah. that you want on these things so that you get a lot of potential choices to pick from. So, you know, I, I think probably just because of the way that we lean one way or the other, mm-hmm. we're probably still going to have a bit of crossover on this list. But I think the main thing that might keep us from having too much crossover is just like a film that the other person hasn't seen. Right. You know, yeah. and it's just like, oh, I've really enjoyed it. And it's just like, oh, I've never seen that one. Yeah. You know, uh, there'll be some of that, I'm sure, but yeah. there'll also be some crossover, I'm sure. Because uh, I, I have missed some, like, kind of, um, some of his more early but very well known work. Yeah. I, I have not seen. So that, that may or may not. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, skip moving to, but from genre to actor. It is, just seemed like a good to, choice uh, because, like I say, like he's done so many movies and mm-hmm. so much variety of types of movies. Yeah. So, you know. It's a good. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, seemed like a good place a good to start. Five. Yeah. Good place to start for that sort I, of thing. I know, I know, like we just did, like, I know we, we do a top five every five episodes, but yeah. for some reason it feels like a long time since we've done a top five. And I don't know why. Like, the 70s, maybe because it was such a big, like, 
the seven the do, episode seventy was such a big thing, yeah. and it well, just felt like coming down from it's that. Been like just, a, you know, a month, a month, or yeah, more. Yeah. So it just feels like I'm always like, oh crap, I got to start in my top five like perpetually, <laughs> and it's just like. See, I, no, literally, I have to, oh, crap, I start on my top five because it's been, it's like in a week, we're going to record it like a week and, and I haven't done yeah. anything. <laughs> well, see, for me, for me, the way that I do it and the reason that I'm able to get more ahead on it or yeah. get more, you know, have, have be a little bit easier with it mm. is once I kind of, I'll do like a quick run through yeah, and then I'll kind of start to narrow it down a little bit. And I'll kind of get a short list mm-hmm. and then like I'll get that short list like into my brain. Yeah. And then when I'm doing other things, like even when I'm at work in a moment where I don't have to like mentally do anything, but maybe I'm doing some repetitive physical activity, um, I can go over it in my head. Right. And yeah, work yeah. it out and yeah, be yeah. like, okay, the, maybe this one, I'll bump that one down. Okay. I'll put this one here. Oh, well, what about this one here? Oh, do I need to do a tie there? You know, and so on. And so I do that. And so basically for me, I always feel like I have tons of time for these yeah. top fives, if not too much time. I started. You know, I almost overthink when, when we it because I have so much time. When we were doing the when we initial started doing this, I was doing top five. That's how I was doing it too. Yeah. And I found I had to get away from that because I just would second guess myself and second right. guess myself. And like the week before we would record the episode. I like. I just hated my list. I hate uh, all these movies. Okay. I just like. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. Do, you know. And so it's like. No, I, I, I can understand. I got to go at it with more gut feeling. Right. Like the day, the night before we record, I'm like, make a few quick adjustments. Okay. But, you know, well, whatever works. But, for uh, whatever works. I just for when I overthought it, I just started to to, to hate my list. Okay. No, that's <laughs> and cool. just like these are all number fives. There's no number one. <laughs> but, uh, whatever works for you. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, so that'll be next week. And uh, but, but like, uh, I don't know, any anything else? Uh, nope. Anything else? Uh, I guess. Uh, okay. Thanks everyone who's uh, been listening. Last couple episodes. Yes. Um, yes. Got some. Uh, I guess some a lot of Marvel stuff last last couple of weeks with Luke Cage and uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, but, you uh, know they put they keep putting stuff out. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think probably the next big in theaters thing we'll probably end up talking about it'll be uh rogue one yeah probably which is, do that. uh still a few weeks away and probably a few weeks after that'll probably be the podcast for that probably won't be out till till later december but uh we'll, yeah. we'll see gotta i'll probably be like the last week of december maybe yeah something like that yeah we got we'll, some we'll see. um i i have a couple ideas to run by yeah um oh, good. So... well we got the we got the we're going into december now yeah um n- next week will i mean next week's technically will be december but yeah. More or less a November episode. Yep. Uh, rolling into Christmas. Uh, last year we already blew our... Yeah. We, did, we did top five Christmas movies last year, so we'll have to figure out something something else for this year. Yeah, um, it'll be fine. But yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I guess, yeah. So that's it for this week. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, till next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.